The Untamed Healer podcast is for us to come together and have conversations around secret desires, the things that people aren't talking about or too afraid to, what lights your soul on fire and yet you're silently whispering. I call these the healer's kink. The energy of this podcast is unfuckwithable, unfiltered, unbecoming, taking up space at the table and standing in your power. Consider this podcast the grounded, revamped, unapologetic spiritual school for the untamed healer. This is for healers, lightworkers, soulpreneurs, and service-minded spiritual entrepreneurs who are ready to have the details on how to create a life and spiritual business that finally sets your soul free. Welcome to the corner of the internet where we take up space, where we do not give our power away to anything outside of us. We stand up, clear our fears one by one, and boldly move toward what we are intending and manifesting with courage and confidence. I'm your host, Kristen Jones. Let's head to the show. I have gone from burnout beach body coach and military wife to a thriving six-figure spiritual business only to burn it all to the ground because it was no longer in alignment with my morals, ethics, and values. Welcome back to the Untamed Healer podcast. I'm so excited that you are here again with me, and I am really excited to share this story with you. What I really wanted to do with you today was just have this conversation with you about a little background of my story and how I got to where I am, the decision that I made and why I made it, and what I've really learned from all of this. I always find it really interesting when people ask me for my story. So this year, I have actually been doing big podcast tour, I guess, if you will, where I have been featured on a lot of other spiritual entrepreneurs and business podcasts, which has been a freaking blast. And once I get settled in Texas, I'm super excited to do it again because it's so much fun to meet some other badass babes in the spiritual and business space and just connect and you know, have that connection because sometimes as a spiritual, well, not just as a spiritual entrepreneur, but as an entrepreneur in general in the online space, sometimes it can feel lonely. And we have this incredible opportunity to not make it feel as such. So anyway, it's always so interesting when I'm asked about my story because I'm like, where do I begin? Do I share a cliff note version? Do I really dive deep? Like how much time do we have here? (laughs) And so what I want to do today is I just want to share some of the highlights of my spiritual awakening and what has happened since that is so freaking mind-blowing. And I also find it really interesting to hear from my clients and from other people that I connect with their story and their journey and what their childhood was like as far as their spiritual gifts and abilities. And something I'm often asked is, did you know you had gifts and abilities as a kid? And did you do all of the spiritual practices as a child? And my answer is no. I have always been a lucid dreamer, but as a child, I did go to church and this was not forced on me. My parents chose not to go, which was totally fine. I chose to go. I wanted to go. And I actually was baptized. I believe it was on my 15th birthday, which is 
so strange to think about now based on where I am, but it's, you know, it's fine. It's not good or bad. It's just a decision that I made. And and I felt really good about that decision. But when I was younger, I actually found myself, and I remember this so clearly, I found myself going to the local library, super small town. So I would just ride my bike everywhere. It was literally clear across town. It would take me a hot minute to get across town on my bike, but I did it. And I would check out books in the library based on witchcraft and spirituality. And I always felt like I wanted to hide them. I would just kind of like shove them under my bed and nobody's going to see these. And not that I thought that I was going to get in trouble by my parents. I doubt they'd even care. (laughs) But I didn't want anybody to know that I was super fascinated by these things. And I, it felt like at the time that it may have been just quote phase. And I released that part of me. And I really didn't think about it until I went through my spiritual awakening and I started tying together the dots of the different things that happened through our life. And it's interesting because Hindsight is 2020 has been coming up a lot in my own journey, but also in my audience and my clients. It's like, wow, look at how far we've come and look at how all these stepping stones have led us to where we are today, have led you to where you are today. Have you done that recently? This is a really interesting and a really fun journaling exercise. Grab your journal and just write down, and you can pause this right now. So if you want to take note of this, if you're driving, please don't do that. But grab your journal and say, hindsight is 2020. How have I grown over the last year? What knowledge have I gained? What wisdom have I gained? It's so powerful to look back. You know how when you're little, maybe you did this, maybe you didn't, but you know how when you're little, you would grab, you know, maybe a grandparent's glasses. I did this with my grandma's. <laughs> you would grab a grandparent's glasses or a loved one's glasses and you would put them on. So you would see just fine without them on. Or if you had your own glasses, you would see clearly and you would put their glasses on and it was completely blurry. And you're like, how the hell do we see out of these? <laughs> You can't see out of them because they're not meant for you. But when you take them off, you see so much more clearly. And it's almost like you're taking these glasses off and you're turning around and looking. You're like, wow, I'm kind of a badass. Look at how far I've come. And so that's how my journey has been, I feel. Like I said, especially in this last year of growth and transformation. But really, all these stepping stones. So normal, like normal childhood, I grew up in a super small town and graduated in a small class of 86, I believe, went to college for two years at Northwest Missouri State in Maryville, Missouri, go Bearcats. I was in a sorority I was the advertising chair of my sorority. I was in an advertising club. And then right before I got ready to move and made the decision to transfer to a different school, I was actually nominated vice president of the advertising club. So I actually really loved the journey that I was taking. The vision that I had for myself at that time was not where I am now. I could have never imagined that I would be 
launching a podcast and like talking about spiritual gifts and abilities and supporting women through healing witch wounds and fears and limiting beliefs and imposter syndromes and the shit that holds them back from their next level and creating programs and and all of these things. I could have never seen this coming, which is actually kind of cool. <laughs> the vision that I had for myself was to climb up the corporate ladder in marketing. I had always had a love for writing. And I mean, how very Gemini of me, right? I love to talk and I love to write. And so I originally wanted to go to school for journalism, had looked at several different schools. Mizzou was the big one. The University of Florida, the University of Arizona, and also Northwest. And I chose Northwest because it was close enough to go home if I wanted to, but far enough to get away. And I toured the campus and I fell in love with it. I loved my experience there. What's interesting is I wanted to go to those other schools so badly and I have actually lived so freaking close. It's almost kind of crazy. Like I manifested this as a teenager and didn't even freaking know it. <laughs> I have been to the campus of Mizzou, but my husband, when he joined the Air Force, our first duty station was in Florida, and our third duty station was in Arizona. So, I mean, weird, right? So I manifested that shit 100%, and I could have never known. I could have never known. So I actually transferred to a different school to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, to their marketing school, and my then-fiancé, high school sweetheart, had told me he was joining the Air Force. And so I was like, okay, this was a time, not to sound old or anything, back in my day, but this was around the time frame where online schools were just becoming a thing. And so I transferred to an online school, and I honestly, it took forever to graduate with my degree in marketing. So we do have a degree in marketing, bachelor's, and then an emphasis on social media marketing with a lot of like business core classes that I took too. And thinking that eventually one day I would utilize this marketing degree, but I didn't finish that degree. I graduated in 2004 and I graduated with my degree in 2000, well, I, it was right around my 30th birthday. So I was born in 1985. So do the math. <laughs> well, I'm not going to math right now. <laughs> but anyway, so I was really gung-ho about this is the life I'm creating for myself. I'm crawling up the corporate ladder. This is what I want. I'm going for it. Watch me. And it was a total plot twist when Matt decided to join the Air Force and so I was like, okay, we're going to the online school and I'm just going to obviously go wherever he's going as far as where we're going to be stationed and I will move forward from there. And I actually started at a bank for my first like quote grown up job when we were stationed in Florida and I fucking loved it. It's my favorite. Aside from my business, it is my favorite job as an adult. I loved the women that I worked with. And actually, we had a man too there. But our staff was so freaking awesome. We were so tight-knit. I loved our clients. We always 
almost always. We almost always had a blast. I loved playing with the money. I used to get jokes all the time because I could count really fast and I could just like, <laughs> you like my sound effect? I could really just put that money down super fast and count it really fast. And they would always joke, you should go to Vegas and deal cards. And I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> but thanks. But anyway, when I was there, I met my friend, Aliana, and she was someone that I had worked with. And she actually introduced me to The Secret. And this was my gateway into this world, I guess. It was the first really big stepping stone that I remember as an adult. I had also met someone for the protection of her as a client at this institution. I won't say her name, but I had met someone who is an author and she offered this really incredible course on motherhood. And it was right around the time that I had Austin, who was my oldest, and I really wanted that support as a mom. And she's super intuitive. And so I I joined her, her course. What's interesting about how she ran that is so different than what we run them today, right? We run them through video, through Zoom, and we have support system with Voxer or Slack or WhatsApp. And there's just all kinds of different technology. Now, then we called in on a phone through the group and she would teach and then any correspondence would be via email. And it was profound. And I started doing her meditations and read her book. And when we moved to Idaho, so that was our next duty station. This was my first major online business. It was in a health and nutrition company. And when I joined, I just wanted to stay at home with my son. He was like 14 months at the time, I believe. I just wanted to be home with him. And I wanted to make some income as well. And when I joined this company, I actually had a lot of fun doing it and left for various reasons. But my mentor and his significant other were spiritual as fuck. <laughs> this is where I really dove into The Secret. I would watch it. This was when it was on DVD. I would watch The Secret. I would play it in the background of my life. I was diving into all kinds of spiritual books. When we were stationed in Idaho, I had also lost a baby. And we had made a trip to California for our team in this network marketing company. And this was shortly after I had lost the baby. And I was sitting down with my mentor, significant other, her name is Karen. And, and she was like, this is a, it was a little girl, wasn't it? And I was super early in the pregnancy, but sometimes you just know, like you just know. And I've since gotten confirmation that it was a girl and, you know, we have a beautiful connection now and, you know, all of this healing that has been done. But she really helped me tap into this energy. And this is where I believe that all of my gifts started opening, but I wasn't ready for it. And so I started to not super consistently, but tapping into, like I said, the meditation, the books, and all of this other spiritual work. And then I walked away from it unintentionally, I feel. But when you trust the intuitive nudges or when you look back, you're like, okay, I see. I see it. I see why. So I had gotten pregnant with Colin. And the same week I found out I was pregnant, we adopted a puppy. We got orders to Arizona. 
And we were moving in two months. <laughs> and so we moved to a brand new state. I was super pregnant by the time our house went through. We purchased a house and it was in this time while we were stationed in Arizona that anxiety had really, like it had started surfacing when we were stationed in Idaho, but it really took a next level. I definitely had postpartum depression, but again, this was this was only just in 2012, but I still feel like just in the past like five years or so, women are really coming out and starting to talk about this and making some noise about it. Matt was working a lot of very long hours overnight. So I had a very active toddler. Austin was just barely four when Colin was born. And as a new mom of two and a very new duty station with not anyone that I really knew. I was trying to think. My neighbor I was friends with at the time, Matt has family that lives in Tucson, which was two hours away. So it's not like they could come over and help me in the middle of the night or something like that. Though, now that I think about it, if I would have asked, they would have. But I just, and I wasn't sleeping because Colin never slept and I was just exhausted. And this anxiety that I had been experiencing was so profound in my body. And I just remember pushing through every single day. And when he was two, I got a job at a bank that was an hour commute one way. So I was doing this five days a week. And I had was also finishing out my degree and decided I was going to take this health and fitness journey that I had really found a love for and make it a business. When Colin was, I don't know, he was like four or five months I started working out, but then I really took it up a notch and started being super consistent when he was about a year to a year and a half because I really wanted to lose that extra weight that I had gained when I was pregnant with him. And so I loved it. I loved the programs that I was doing. I loved the community. And so I decided to make it a business. And if you're familiar with Beachbody, now called Body, that was the company that I decided to coach for. And I had decided over time that I was going to intertwine my own personal twist to this where I was running my business. And actually, it was a lot of fun. I freaking loved it. I was able to quit my job on my one-year anniversary of becoming a coach officially. And I had replaced the income minus gas and daycare. And I was like, cool, I'm out. A month later, I found out that my husband was leaving for Korea for a year. And when this happened, he left, I want to say, let's see, he found out in February and he was gone at the very end of March. So it happened really fast and he was gone for almost 13 months. And I was then alone. My kids were super little I was trying to take care of them and our pets and prep to sell the house. I knew I was going to put the house on the market a year later. So in February timeframe, I started packing up my 2,200 square foot house in November. And I 
was like, oh my gosh, just losing it, right? And of course, being alone and doing all the things by yourself, that anxiety just started to creep up. And I remember so vividly when I was in the process of finishing packing and and having showings and keeping the house clean and whatever, I remember starting to have panic attacks. I had three back-to-back panic attacks in the matter of less than 48 hours to the point where my chest physically hurt. And I remember calling Matt, who's on the other side of the ocean, trying to help get help to just fucking breathe. And that was one of my first enough is enough moments for me, where I was like, I can't do this. I know I have a lot on my plate right now, but I cannot keep living like this. I have to really just pull it together. I've got children to take care of. There's no one else. It's me. And so I decided in that moment, I was like, okay, I'm already working out. I consistently work out even still to this day. Well, I'm currently injured. I'm healing from an injury, but four to six days a week, I freaking love it. And I knew that I needed to start doing something to just come back to me, to just take a moment and breathe. And so I started meditating again more consistently. And then we, when we moved to South Dakota, when my husband came home, because that's where we are stationed now, we've been here for six and a half years, and we are currently getting ready to move to Texas. When we moved to South Dakota, there's something about this place. And anytime that I go into any kind of metaphysical store, or there's a specific crystal shop that I freaking love the owner, he's so awesome and just like the conversations that we have are just so in depth. It's not that surface level bullshit, right? There's just some magic that happens. He's like, people that leave here, they always come back. When you know that you love it and there's just some kind of magnetic pull, something about the Black Hills. And also this magical place has crystals all throughout the hills. So that could have something to do with it. Rose quartz, quartz, like just to name a couple but it's so powerful. And so something happened when we first moved here. First of all, my husband and I were going through reintegration. Nothing prepares you for how tough that can be. And we were not prepared for it. And we didn't realize how hard it was going to be to come back together. And we also, you know, we had a lot of things to heal for ourselves and together in a, as a couple that we needed to work on. And my little one had just turned five and he went to kindergarten. And I remember early part of the school year, I was sitting at home alone for the first time. And I couldn't even tell you how many years. And it just hit me. I was having so much anxiety. I was having heart palpitations and just sobbing. And I'm like, I can't fucking live like this anymore. Enough is enough. And that was my pivotal moment. That was my pivotal moment. Enough is enough. I cannot do this. There's got to be a better way. And I believe that this moment is what was the beginning, the tipping point that launched me into my spiritual awakening. It was this moment that I was like, okay, I am going to start meditating. I'm going to start journaling. I'm going to get out into nature and find what I love about this place. Because when we first moved here, 
Let me be clear, I hated it. I hated it. We came from a state that was warm most of the year, well, all year. There was sun 300 and something days a year, like 350 something, I don't know exactly the number, but it's a lot. It's a high 300s number. And we moved to South Dakota where it's cold more than it's not. And it's cloudy more than it's sunny. And I was just like, I fucking hate it. (laughs) And I had to make a decision that I was not going to live like this. And I had promised myself no matter where we're stationed, I will make the best of it. And that's what I will always do. And so I had to have that come coming home moment. And so that's what I did. I pulled up the all trails map. Well, it's an app, all trails. I'll link it in the show notes for you, all trails. If you don't have that app and you like to get out into nature, that app is so freaking awesome. You can customize it to to be how long you want to take a hike, what you want in your hike. It's just so cool. And no matter where you are, and I've even actually done that for San Antonio because we're moving. And I was like, okay, this is the first thing I'm going to do is see what the hiking trails are like. I need trees (laughs) because obviously there's no mountains in Texas. It was that pivotal moment that enough is enough. There has to be another way. I am going to do something about it. I don't like how I feel. And so I'm not a tree. I'm going to move. It was a decision. And so, like I said, I decided meditation, nothing crazy, not trying to be a monk, just one tap within. So 10 minutes. Even still today, many years later, I'm still meditating like 10 to 20 minutes max. Typically, it's between 10 to 15 minutes. Journaling. I decided to anchor in the habit of journaling, meaning what was something that I do every single day? For me, it was get up, drink my pre-workout, and get my workout in. So as I was drinking my pre-workout, I was journaling to get out of my head and onto paper what it was that I was thinking about or feeling and learn how to process through it. And so I did. I started doing breath work and EFT. I got out into nature often. If you know, you know, nature is a healer. She is powerful. And I cannot tell you the amount of clarity and synchronicities and aha moments and just deep healing, whether it's, wow, I feel at peace or I've left it all to be transmuted or tears or whatever I needed. Just so much healing has been done in nature. And then I started to get curious about these spiritual gifts and abilities. And this was around the time that I was like, okay, my business has shifted. I was no longer interested in the hustle culture. I had experienced burnout after burnout after burnout, and I was fucking sick of it. And it was hands in the air. I'm not doing this anymore like this. And so I decided to operate my business in a way that felt more alignment and follow the fun. And it has taken several years, or it did take several years to get to the point where I was like, okay, I actually trust myself. I'm actually going to do this my way and pull in some expertise from other coaches who actually know how to take it to the next level, but in a way that's in alignment for me. So I decided to hire someone to help me with email marketing. And 
When I got into this container, because it was a group coaching container, she also integrated spirituality into it. I had no idea this was coming. I had no fucking clue. (laughs) It's so funny now because this was another one of those stepping stone moments. And when this happened, it launched me into like that next level of spirituality. I started learning deeper about the moon, about cyclical nature as a woman, like why am I in my 30s and learning about this? This shit should be taught in school. (laughs) I started playing with oracle cards and tapping into past life regressions and, and really connecting with my gifts and abilities. And it was during this time that yes, I learned how to do email marketing and set all that up and be able to provide value for my my tribe through my emails, which I love. Emails, writing emails is one of my favorite things to do. And I started hearing Reiki everywhere all the time. I started seeing it on social media. And I had kind of an idea of what it was, but I wasn't super educated in it at the time. I started seeing it everywhere, everywhere online, all over social media. I had done a little bit of research, but then I started seeing it outside of social media in random places. And in fact, I was at a local coffee shop one day doing some business, had my laptop open, my headphones in. I love, if you've never worked from a local coffee shop just to get out of the house and you have a business, go do it. It is so much fun. And sorry if you're a Starbucks lover, but mm -mm. I love to support local coffee shops and there are so much better coffees than Starbucks. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) But anyway, I took out my headphones that day just in time to hear the girls next to me talking about Reiki. And I was like, okay, okay. Okay, spirit team, I hear you. I hear you. I listening. What the hell? <laughs> Let's get this figured out. And then shortly thereafter, one of my friends from when we were stationed in Arizona had reached out to me via Facebook Messenger and she and I were having a conversation and she's like, "Oh, by the way, I got certified in angelic reiki." And I was like, "Hands in the air." And I was like, "What?" Okay, Megan, tell me all about it because I am super curious (laughs) because it's literally showing up everywhere. And so she explained to me how it had helped her, all the different benefits she had experienced, why she got trained, the the benefits that it can do for me, et cetera, et cetera, because I was educated a little bit at that time, but I wasn't super knowledgeable again. And so then she offered to do a session for my family and I, and I was like, yes, yes, please. And remember at this time I was still experiencing anxiety. It was a pretty normal occurrence, but I was working on healing and it definitely wasn't as strong as before. And I will never forget when she connected to my energy and started doing work on me. It literally felt the visual that I always get. And the only way that I can describe it is you know how those like those big box TVs that we had in like the 80s, the 90s, and even before then, <laughs> before the cool flat screen TVs. And you would turn the dial and it would create like this popcorn sound and this whatever sound. It literally felt like she was taking the dial and turning it. It literally felt like that feeling that I was feeling of static in my body, of anxiety in my body just literally dissipated. And I was like, what 
is this. I must learn this. (laughs) And I could not believe how much better I felt. I couldn't believe it. And if you've experienced Reiki or you're a Reiki healer yourself, you know. (laughs) It's wild. It's so freaking mind-blowing. So I started hiring healers, all kinds of different healers. I hired Reiki masters and practitioners of various different Reiki styles, alchemists. I also hired my first medium and the things that she told me have just blown me away. And even still, there are pieces of that that I recall and I just cannot believe how much it resonated with where I am now, even. And this was so many years ago. And then, as we do, I feel like I was on a podcast recently. I said, I feel like Reiki is the gateway drug for a lot of healers. (laughs) You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, I'm ready to do this thing. And you discover it. And then You're like, oh my gosh, I have to get certified in this thing. And then all of a sudden, the doors fly open and you discover your other gifts and abilities and other interests. And that's exactly what happened for me. I got trained in several different kinds of Reiki and also decided to enhance my own coaching because I had intertwined coaching into the network marketing company I was with and decided I actually want to launch it as a business. And so I got trained in all kinds of different things, spiritual coaching, NLP, several different kinds of Reiki. I discovered my love for Oracle cards and started doing Oracle card readings. And I spent nine months or more sitting on my gifts and abilities before I even fucking launched. I will never forget when my spiritual awakening bestie staff was like, wait a second, you haven't launched your Reiki sessions or Oracle card readings to the world yet? You're not even talking about it? What the hell? Because I had been doing sessions for her for a while. I had been doing Oracle card readings and whatever. And I was like, nope, sure haven't. She's like, what are you waiting for? And this is when I started discovering what the witch wounds were and started really healing these. And so I, again, it was a decision. Start healing this and leap. I had to prove to my unconscious mind that I was fucking safe. And so that's exactly what I did. I launched Oracle card readings first. And then I launched Reiki. I started actually with a group Reiki healing session and then started offering one-on-one sessions. And then I freaking loved it. And then I added in coaching and I integrated my Reiki with my coaching because I believe, and even still to this day, all of my coaching packages include Reiki sessions because I believe in the power of the energetic healing work that we do alongside coaching. And so I launched my coaching and I had clients coming in and it was so much freaking fun. And then I launched my podcast in 2020, Rise Within Conversations, because once I came out of the healer closet or the broom closet, I started to realize that there were these silent whispers of, hey, me too. These women that were in my world that I didn't even know had spiritual gifts and abilities or had interest in the spiritual world or in spirituality, and they just were afraid of coming out of the closet and they didn't even know where to start. And that's how I knew I needed to pave the way. I needed to move forward in my power to show them that it was safe and, hey, come along with, let's go. 
In June of 2021, I hired an Akashic Records reader and she did a reading for me that blew my freaking mind. Even still to this day, I want to say probably, I don't know, three or four months ago, I went back through that reading that she had done for me and I was like, holy crap, I cannot believe, (laughs) I can't believe this is all coming into vision. And some of the things that she had said, I was like, oh my God, that actually happened. Or, oh my gosh, I was launched into this because I wasn't fully aware. Or maybe I just, my soul was like, hello, we got the information and now we're not aware. So, (laughs) and now we are. But anyway, it was so powerful. And during this, my Palladian family came through and they had said that I have a healing style that is not earth side that I am meant to get out into the world in this lifetime, that I had been working on it in a lifetime before with someone. And it was part of my sole mission to get this out into the world in this lifetime. And I was like, okay, (laughs) what? You know, when something comes through in a reading, if you've ever experienced this before, and you're like, holy cow, how do we even digest this? And I'm going to share this on an episode coming up. So definitely stay tuned because this is also going to lead into the official name of my Reiki style because yes, it did happen. And what happened after that? Doors started flying open. I started receiving symbols and frequencies. I call them frequencies. I know they're traditionally called talismans. Sometimes they're called keys. I call them healing frequencies. So I was getting all these keys and these symbols, and I was still like, who the hell am I? I'm just some girl that grew up in small town Iowa and I'm a military wife and I'm just a mom. Like I have this healing business. Who am I to get this healing modality out into the world? Like really? Are you kidding? (laughs) And so I really had to work through my own imposter syndrome. But I actually, after I started receiving the symbols and they started coming through, I was writing them down and I was writing down what I was experiencing as far as the healing frequency, what I was feeling, what I was receiving as a transformation, and also what was coming through from my spirit team as far as the benefits of it and what it does as far as healing goes. But I really just put it off to the side. And every now and then I would go back to it, but I'm like, "Uh, I don't know. And in fall of 2021, I hired a business strategy coach. And it was during that time frame that I was like, okay, I am a teacher in a couple different styles of Reiki. I'm going to launch this Reiki school. And I knew my audience had been asking for it for many years. They're like, when are you going to teach this? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not ready. And then I decided to go for it. And I could not believe the (laughs) interest and the impact that was happening with this Reiki school. And during this time, I also built a clear client pathway to support my clients and my students so they could thrive in their Reiki business and their healing business and in their healing abilities. And during this time frame, I built a six-figure business 
during one of the hardest years of my life while I was parenting a suicidal teen, trying to figure out what was going on with him and navigating through some of the situations that we were going through as a family and getting him help. And I just was taken aback. And I am going to share this story on another episode as well, because I feel like there's a lot of power that comes in healing, even as a mother going through something so traumatic such as that. And so, yeah, I built this six-figure business, this beautiful, abundant business, all of these visions that I was having of And I still have this beautiful vision of when I close my eyes, it's like the impact that I see is this glitter being thrown across the world. And it's it's not about me. It's about helping healers rise so they can make the impact that they're here to make. And that is exactly what I have been living since. And then in fall of 2022, this whole shit storm happened. There was something that was happening leading up to it that I was starting to get suspicious. There were some experiences that I was having in my energetic field and also some things that were happening in 3D. And the organization of which I had gotten trained in one of the styles of Reiki was starting to do some really sketchy shit that made me start to question what the fuck is actually going on. There's something weird going on. And I know I've said this a couple times, but this is coming as well. This is going to be one of the next episodes because this this situation, though I would never want to go through something like this ever again, and I never would wish this upon anyone ever, but this launched me into my own healing modality, into completing it. It slammed doors shut and it flew doors open in ways I couldn't even have imagined. I couldn't. There's no way. I started questioning some of the things that started happening, some of the emails that I was receiving, some of the changes that were being made, some of the decisions that were being made. And the more questions I asked, the snippier people got, the ruder people got, and I just kept getting the runaround. And so I started gathering information and I started asking more questions. I started getting curious and inquisitive. I had already felt like something was off, but I started to feel that on a bigger level. And those people that were in my inner circle during this situation, all the information that I shared with them, I was like, okay, maybe I'm just being too emotional. Like I'm in my feels right now and I want to make a decision from power and logic what does this look like to you? And let me just take myself out of the picture. And every single person was like, what? And so when this situation happened at the beginning of November of 2022, I decided that I was going to light the match, pour the gasoline, and burn it the fuck down. Even though I freaking loved what I was doing. I absolutely loved it. I knew I had to burn this piece of my business to the ground. And it was in that moment of this tower tumbling to the ground that I began to rise again. But it took time. I 
started leaning into the people that I had in my corner. My VA stepped up and she was helping me go through some different things that I needed to go through. My web designer had reached out to me for something that I needed help with. Some other weird shit started happening. I started receiving a lot of harassment through my website, through the chats from people that were in that circle of people that had the situation that had happened. And it was the weirdest, most outer body experience. And yet I felt it all. I felt like I was losing a piece of myself, losing a piece that I built. I felt like the decisions that I had to make with 50 plus people was so hard. It was so hard. And it was the part that I dreaded the most because I knew that my heart was breaking. I knew that I had to have conversations with people that would be really hard to receive, but I had to do it. And so one by one, I had these conversations. I started talking with various lawyers and just made this decision that it was in my best interest to walk away from something that was not in alignment with my morals, ethics, and values. And that's exactly what I did. I will not move forward with anything that's out of alignment, and especially when it's out of alignment with those morals, ethics, and values. That is always going to be a no. And immediately, I did what I do best, and I hired support. And this was not always a thing, not until I knew that I needed to heal that anxiety that I had been experiencing you know, most of my adult life. But again, I thought I healed that shit. And when this happened, it rocked me to my core. And I was like, okay, time to take it up a notch. I had just re-upped with my business coach. I hired an emotion code healer. I hired witches. I hired an Akashic Records reader. I hired a medium, healers of all kinds. I wanted energetically healed. I hired a badass next level mindset coach. And I started getting RRT sessions done. I had, I've had four one-on-one sessions so far, but I had three specifically around this situation as well as around the situation. I knew that I couldn't do it alone. I leaned into the support of my coach, my husband, who is a king. That man, wow. You want to talk about stepping up when he is called to step up just, it's so hot. (laughs) If I'm being totally honest, it's so hot. But he was there for me a hundred percent. He's like, what do you need? I'm doing it. I'll do it with you. We've made these decisions together. We're going to continue this together because pretty much every big business decision that I make, I include him. And I began to heal. I began to clear the fears to clear the panic attacks that I was having, to clear the imposter syndrome, to clear anything that was going to hold me back to my next level because I know I'm on a fucking mission. What happened was meant to tear me down and yet still I rise. Honestly, this year, 2023, has been the year that I have risen from the ashes, walked through the flames, burned it all down, and rose above. And what I've really learned about 
what has happened this year and what I have allowed myself the opportunity is that what's coming through right now is there's magic in the in-between. And sometimes we don't see that, especially when we step away from something that we love and we're passionate about, something that we have always wanted for ourselves. And then just like, it was almost like the rug pulled beneath you moment. And it's like, whoop, right on your face. (laughs) But really this in-between time to get clarity, to decide who the fuck I am, who I am, what I'm here to do, and reframe my mindset, decide what it is that I want my business to look like, and really the word I'm hearing is foundation, is to rebuild from a solid foundation, solid for me, from a neutral space, regulated space, a space of self-trust, not built on fear, not built on what I think anybody else around me says I should do, but on what I want and what I believe and what I'm feeling is aligned for me. And it's also taught me that at a next level, the coven was never meant to be alone. We were meant to rise together. And so often I see this as healers in the healing space. I've seen it with people even in my own community. When shit gets hard, they step back. And it's not that they're stepping back from their business, though I don't believe that you have to choose. I do believe that you can do both. But it's like this stepping back from those who are here to lift you up when times hit the fan, when things get really hard, instead of leaning in and allowing yourself to be supported. And so at this next level, I learned that the support is invaluable. And the support that I had hired over the years previously had proven to be so useful in reminding me that I get to be supported. I don't have to do this alone. There's no fucking way I could have been through that alone. No way. No way would I be where I am today, just one year later, feeling the confidence, the it's the rising phoenix energy. It's that that untamed energy. If I had not allowed myself to be supported, if I hadn't gotten the well, I, if I hadn't reframed the belief around spending the money to be supported as well, because some of the investments that I've made in myself were definitely investments. And also it has been so worthwhile because the ROI is me feeling so freaking good. Is, is this unbecoming all the bullshit that was placed on me and everything that I had been through and the beliefs that had been placed in the, the, meanings that my mind had attached to everything. It's releasing it all so I can step into my power with full access to clarity, logic, my gifts and abilities, joy, bliss, and moving forward in in alignment. And so my encouragement for you today is to really once take a moment and see how far you've come. Look at how far you've come. And also, what are the stepping stones that 
you didn't even realize got you here today. I also want you to ask yourself, where is it that you're leaning out instead of leaning in? Where is it that you need support? Have you been feeling like you need support in something or something keeps showing up for you and you get like that ping of excitement or like, ooh, I think I'm meant to do that or, oh, I need to be in that. What's holding you back from doing it? And really taking some time to be self-reflective. And if you're needing community, are you in my free community for healers and She Rises? I'll leave that in the show notes for you. And if you want to take this to the next level, I've got my Evolution membership, which was created for community to support you as you revolutionize, as you rise to your next level with group coaching call and sisterhood and support and group healing sessions and an abundant training library and meditations and visualizations that include infused with Reiki, as well as the RRT perspective. You are not alone. You are not alone. And so ask yourself, what is it that I need? Thank you so much for listening to my story. I feel like I summarized it as much as I could, but I hope that it left you with some aha moments, some moments of inspiration, maybe even some moments of clarity and some deep knowingness that you're exactly where you're meant to be and you are going exactly where you're meant to go. And I want to give you a friendly reminder that I am doing a giveaway in celebration of the Untamed Healer podcast launch. And so I'm going to share with you what it is that you have a chance to win, the requirements, and also a freebie as well. So You have an opportunity to win a free 30-minute Reiki session with me or a free rapid resolution therapy coaching call with me. The healing session is channeled by me, the name I will officially launch on this podcast in a few episodes from now. And this is completely tailored to you. It's all done via distance, so there's nowhere you have to go. There's nothing you have to do. This style of Reiki heals at a cellular DNA and unconscious or subconscious, they're interchangeable, as well as physical and the conscious level. So we're healing at the freaking root. We're getting to the root of what it is that has been causing you stuckness or emotional turmoil. So you can feel so much better releasing the things that are weighing you down. Before the session, what I will do is I will send you a form of what it is that you have been experiencing recently, what it is that you're hoping to achieve during the session, and we'll get you all set up with what you can expect, and we'll go from there to be able to heal what has been coming up for you recently. And then the RRT, this is Rapid Resolution Therapy, and this is a form of psychotherapy that was created by Dr. John Connolly to neutralize trauma without having to relive the pain of the experience. And what I love about this is that it neutralized so freaking quickly using metaphors, storytelling, visuals, and hypnosis. So what happens is this helps the unconscious mind make the adjustments to unhelpful emotions. This means that you'll have full access to logic, strategy, creativity, intuition, your spiritual gifts, 
and feel clear and free from literally anything that has been weighing you down, whether you know what it is or not. This was actually designed for combat veterans and women who have suffered from sexual abuse, but it has been proven to be super effective at treating other other types of unhelpful emotions and sensations like anxiety and depression, panic attacks, fears, overthinking, and motivation. Remember I said I had hired an RRT specialist throughout this episode. I had mentioned this. This was one of the things that I had tapped into this year to get support in clearing fears, limiting beliefs, imposter syndromes. I went from no longer having anxiety to the situation happening, having panic attacks and so much anxiety, spiraling thoughts. I remember having a panic attack on my shower floor at 1 a.m. My husband crawled into the shower to lift me up and help me breathe. It was just gone. It was neutralized. And that was when I knew I needed to get certified and trained. And so all you have to do to be eligible for this giveaway is head to iTunes and rate the show. Give me a follow on Instagram and share and tag me on Instagram as well. And so this could be you are sharing the image of this show and tagging me or you can share my posts of the Untamed Healer into your stories and tag me as well. Make sure that you tag me because otherwise I won't see it. And I want to make sure that I don't miss it from you. And anyone that does this will also be gifted my Melt Away Imposter Syndrome, where I walk you through clearing and neutralizing imposter syndrome. When I did this live, my clients that were on there It was completely neutralized. They couldn't even access the feeling of imposter syndrome that they had been feeling, which is so cool. So I will get that to you for free as a thank you from me. This giveaway does close on November 18th of 23, and a winner will be announced on my Instagram the following week. Thank you so much again for taking the time to listen to my story. Let me know, slide into my DMs on Instagram and tell me what your aha moments, what the synchronicities were that you had. Maybe there's similarities in our stories or something that surprised you. And I can't wait to share more and connect more with you on future episodes. I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to The Untamed Healer. With each and every episode, I just know that you are moving forward and stepping more and more into your power and taking up space at the table. Be sure to check out the show notes for all relevant information mentioned throughout this episode. And if we're not friends on Instagram, be sure to give me a follow. I love to connect with my soul family. If you haven't yet, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a review on iTunes. This lets me know that you're enjoying what I'm providing you and helps other healers and lightworkers find their way to our corner of the internet so they too can step into their power with courage and confidence. Until next time, let's rise.